This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. John Horn is the CEO of Stub Group, a digital advertising agency, premiered Google and Facebook marketing partner. John from Fort Worth, Texas. How are you? Mark, I am doing great. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that you're a fellow Texan. I love having Texans on the show. Not enough fellow Texans. So if any of you out there has value for the audience and you're from Texas or well, anywhere in the world, let me know because there's something about Texans. We're different. We're a different breed of people. But I'm excited to have you on because you know a lot about Google and Facebook. So what exactly is a premiered Google and Facebook marketing partner? Yeah, that's a great question. So well, thank on you. the, uh, <laughs> absolutely. So on the uh, Google side of things, they have a whole ranking system for agencies that they work with who manage advertising for other businesses. So basically what we do is we're a, we're an agency. We work with all types of different businesses who are looking to connect with customers online through Google's products or Facebook's products and so forth. And on the Google side, um, they have ranked us what they call a premier Google partner. Basically what it means is we're part of an elite class of agencies who manage a lot of money on their platform and who do it well, who meet their benchmarks, who meet best practices. And Google is happy to say, yep, if you want to spend money on Google, work with these guys because they'll help you do it effectively. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited you're on the show. A lot of entrepreneurs listen to my show and we're always trying to figure out how do we get our our, our messages out there. And I originally heard uh, some of you probably never heard of Grant Cardone. Uh, he, he said two things that are very interesting. Number one, he said, attention comes for, for anything else. Doesn't matter what your funnel is. Doesn't matter what your product is. If people don't know you exist, that none of that matters. And obviously we use Google and Facebook and the other social media platforms to get attention. And I will also tell you that I don't like Facebook. I don't like what they do with our data, but you cannot deny that the world's on Facebook <laughs> and, and Instagram. You cannot deny that. And so begrudgingly, I am using Facebook, not nearly as effective as I should because I've got this little thing that they're taking all the information and selling it and not giving me the share of the profits. So let's start with Google because the two biggest search engines in the world are Google and YouTube. Of course, Google owns YouTube. And I got convicted a week ago. I had a video marketing expert on my show and they asked me why I was not creating content for YouTube. I had just let my YouTube channel kind of like die off. And now I'm posting a video every day because it is the second biggest search engine in the world. And it's pretty important to be on But anything. Google, I think you need to be on. Yes. Definitely. I mean, Google Google is where people go to find information that they're proactively looking for it on the search engine or YouTube, like you said, second biggest search engine in the world, and people spend countless hours on there. So if you are a business, if you're an entrepreneur trying to reach people or trying to answer a specific need, you know, appear for people who are looking for your service, your product, etc. If you're not on Google, then it's incredibly hard to to run a business. And we, I see that happen oftentimes because we'll have businesses reach out to us who, let's say they've accidentally violated Google's policies because um, we have a lot of experience working in that space and helping people with policies. And they realize, well, if I can't advertise on Google because I accidentally did X, Y, and Z, how am I going to run a business and pay my employees? Because that's how customers find them. 
a little known uh, fact about the Mark Stuchowski podcast is when I first heard from Gary Vaynerchuk that I should start a podcast, I mean, he didn't call me directly. I saw one of his Instagram stories. I just want people to realize I don't have this like, uh, you know, relationship with Gary. I went to Google and I typed in, how do you start a podcast? And the first thing that came up was a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. So had it not been for Google slash YouTube, who knows if we'd be even having this conversation because there may not be a podcast of mine. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the the power the power that these platforms have. I mean, they are the the marketplace of today. They are the the town square, like people always like to say, and and they are how we get our information for good or bad, whether information be uh, be correct or incorrect. It's it's where we get it. Let's talk about violating policies. We see a lot of this going on now. I think part of it has to do with censorship. But YouTube has come out, I think it was just yesterday, October 8th, uh, 2021, that says that anything that has got misinformation is going to be removed from YouTube. And I think this is, gets a really difficult area. Now, I don't talk about the pandemic. I don't talk about the vaccine. I don't talk about any of this stuff. I talk about productivity and outcome performance. But people who are like in health and wellness, uh, people who are a lot of political pundits, they are being hit hard by being booted off the platform or getting strikes and all that stuff. Now, I don't know how much you can actually talk about this because I think is a it's not a black line. There's a very gray area of what is misinformation and what is truth, but it's not what fits the current narrative. So I know that when YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, obviously come up with their, uh, you know, their policies, they don't ask us, they don't have a committee. They do it all in, in house. So what are some of the things that people need to be worried about uh, or pay attention to, I guess is the better way of putting it that we don't get, you know, a strike against us or maybe get banned or temporarily suspended. Yeah, well, on the um, on the paid side of things, which is really where my expertise comes in, there are, I'd say, a lot of of misconceptions or just areas that that businesses have no clue about in terms of how Google's policies are constructed and how they're enforced. Um, we have businesses reaching out to us all the time where. They, you know, they they wanted to get onto the Google platform. They created an advertising account. They jumped on, created some campaigns, went for it, and suddenly Google reaches out and suspends them. And once that happens, they're trying to figure out, you know, well, what what did we do wrong? And the reality is that Google and, and Facebook has the same same problem as well. They care very much about. A, protecting their own liability. And they know when people get suspended, people get mad. <laughs> and so they're very careful in saying, here's exactly why we did it, because they don't want to be held liable for maybe making the wrong decision and saying you were doing something you weren't doing. But also, B, more importantly, they are, they're trying to protect the people who are using Google, or the people who are using Facebook. Ultimately, they're trying to um, not prevent, you know, must spread, whether it be misinformation or, you know, companies who are trying to sell products that's a scam that don't exist, things like that. And so they don't want to give a, a guidebook to those bad actors who are out there in how to get around the systems and processes Google has in place. Unfortunately, what that means is all the legitimate advertisers who get swept up into these kind of algorithmic um, bans or suspensions have a really hard time figuring out why they messed up or how they messed up and how to fix it. And so um, 
you know, one small aspect of what we do as an agency is is helping clients like these figure out, hey, here's what might have gone wrong, um, and then crafting appeals to Google to get them back online. Because once once you get suspended, it's extremely hard to get review of your appeal from Google to then reverse that suspension because there's just you know there's so many people who use Google and Google obviously has limited resources even though they, they, they are a massive company there are so many bad actors out there that kind of once you get a black mark it's just really hard to um, to get that taken off of your uh, off of your <laughs> your rap sheet for lack of a better word <laughs> rap sheet I have a Google rap sheet so let's talk about when you say Google, you mean when you're doing Google AdWords, right? You're not talking like I can go Google my name and there's a lot of listings that I didn't pay for. They just went out and find, found me my website, LinkedIn, whatever. So when you're talking about getting on Google, you're talking about actually paying for advertising. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely my my area of expertise where I focus on, and that is actually paying Google money to get ads to show up when someone searches for whatever keyword you target. Now, Google AdWords, that I remember when it first came out, and if anyone's ever heard of Gary Vaynerchuk talking about it, he bought like, I think, wine, the keyword wine, like with five cents a word, and it just went up from there. To me, it sounds really good, but it also seems very intimidating because I've done some advertising on Google a number of years ago. I don't know what they're doing now. And a couple of years ago, I did it on Facebook. Facebook seems a little more intuitive. They walk you through. Now, obviously they want you to take their defaults. If you want to tweak with targeted audiences and all this other stuff, you know, if you're not used to that world, it can be very overwhelming because they give you a little meter, how many people you're attracting in the accounts. And, and it can really very quickly become to a point like, Oh, forget it. I'm, I, I don't want to do anything with it. And then that's where people like you exist. Hey, you, listening to the Mark Duchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Duchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Exactly. Yeah. So Google and Facebook, both, they have invested a lot of money, a lot of resources into trying to create more DIY platforms where they, they do a lot of advertising to small businesses. So, hey, come use, come use Google, come use Facebook, you know, get your campaign started in five minutes, that kind of thing. So those, in theory, that exists. You can go start an account, you know, plug and play and, and go off to the races. But the reality is that the likelihood of that campaign actually being successful when you're competing with you know all the other people who are out there who are working with agencies who've been in the space for years who know exactly what they're doing um, and who are investing all kinds of effort into figuring it out you're probably going to end up wasting a ton of money and maybe you'll be successful maybe not but it's it's incredibly easy to spend money with Google it's much harder to get back return from that investment. So that's why businesses will reach out to us. Either you know they tried it on their own, they weren't successful, or they just want to start out of the gate doing it the right way and hiring an expert. Just like you know, if you're going to file your taxes, you're going to get a CPA. If you're going to do marketing, go to the expert who does this all day. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think it's funny is I think about six, seven months ago, I decided to boost a post on Facebook, right? I spent like 10 bucks, something like that nothing. 
nothing. And I found out that the really successful marketers on Facebook are spending anywhere from 50,000 to a million dollars a month. And I almost swallowed my tongue. I'm like, what is my $10 going to do? But they made it so easy. Facebook says, Hey, for 10 bucks, you can boost this post. I'm like, Oh, sure. Why not? It was for a webinar or something like that. But they got the 10 bucks. I didn't get any registered signups because 10 bucks really doesn't go very far in Facebook compared to everybody that, you know, half the planets on there. Exactly. It's we are far days from from those early days, like you're talking about with Gary and, and Wine Five Cent Clicks back in the day. You know, with, at the beginning of each of these platforms, you typically see there's very cheap traffic. You can get amazing returns because they just don't have market adoption yet, and there are fewer advertisers going after the traffic than there are people available for that traffic. But then, as a platform builds as people realize, hey, there's money to be made, then you know the market levels out. And you can still see great results from advertising, but you have to be so much smarter and so much more strategic. And it's not just because you get cheap, you know, cheap clicks. You have to figure out, okay, who's the right target audience? When do we reach them? What message do we reach them with? How do we track our results so that we can optimize and improve over time? It's a whole you know, science and, and art to it. In your opinion, for you know, you're the expert in this field. What would you say if someone was listening to the show and they're like, you know, all right, I'm not doing anything with Google AdWords, I'm not doing anything with Facebook ads. What would you say is a ballpark? I know you can't get really laser focused on this, but would you say a, a minimum viable amount would be if you wanted to make a go of it? at Google AdWords or Facebook ads. Let's assume we're going to put you aside. We're not going to talk about using an agency at this point. If someone wanted to do it themselves, whether it's boost a post or try to DIY, DIY, is that right? Do it yourself. Yeah, DIY it yourself. What would you say realistically is the minimum that people should commit or else they it really would be just giving money to Google or Facebook? Yeah, that's that's the question that I get asked all the time when businesses reach out to us is, hey, how much, you know, what's the minimum we can invest? And what I do is I have a conversation with them about, okay, well, A, what's your target audience? How how big is it? So for example, are you a local plumber? You have, you know, a, a radius that you service and only people within that radius are relevant? Or are you, say, an e-commerce company, you're selling products to anybody in the US? Because those are obviously very different audiences, very different target sizes. So A what's your target audience? B, what's your price point? Because if you're selling a $5,000 course, that's going to be very different than if you're selling a $10 widget. And that's going to impact how much traffic we need to get uh, for you, how much traffic we need in order to figure out conversion rates and optimize and so forth. So let me, you know, I'll throw out some numbers. Let's say a local business. I mean, in theory, you could be spending a thousand bucks, seven hundred fifty bucks a month on on Google Ads uh, to make it viable. If you're going after a very small target area, there's only so many people here, and you know that's that's enough to collect enough data to really um, see some ROI. We have lots of clients who are in that in that budget range, and, and it can work for them. But then there's other clients where, hey, it's such a competitive space, or your price point is such where you know, if you're spending less than 5k a month in ad spend, it doesn't make sense to try it or, you know, 10k really, I hate to say it depends, but it does depend so much on some of those variables I mentioned. That's kind of, that's kind of disheartening for a lot of entrepreneurs to hear because we have always been told social media is the leveling of the playing field, but it's really not. 
because if you are a solo entrepreneur and you maybe you're new and you don't have a lot of clients, I mean, you can't really play with the big boys. I've heard some people pay $100,000 a month on Facebook ads. How can I, a small entrepreneur, I just started my business like three weeks ago. I'm trying to get into Facebook ads or Google AdWords. Is it, is it even possible for someone who's a startup to really get involved? Because everybody hears, oh, you want to grow your business, go on Google and Facebook. But if you're telling us a local person's looking at $750 a K a month, and it's, I know it's a ballpark, and you just hung out your shingle, I mean, is there any hope for us? for doing a, a small entrepreneurs to do business on Google or Facebook? You know, I'd say, tell us the truth, actually, John, don't, don't sugarcoat yeah. it. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I turn away many, uh, many business reaching out to us for help. Cause I don't think they're, they're a good fit. Um, so I'd say, I mean, yes, yeah, certainly we work with startups all the time, get them, get, we, you know, some of them succeed. Some of them don't. Uh, we try to be as, as honest and straightforward initially with setting expectations and saying, Hey, here's realistically what may or may not happen. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's looking at those numbers and seeing, okay, what, how much can I risk? How much of an investment does it make sense for me to put into um, advertising if I'm going to look to use paid media to increase my exposure? Or, hey, am I at the point where I shouldn't get into the paid ads yet? And a lot of uh, businesses who are just starting out, they may well be in a situation where it doesn't make sense yet to spend money, you know, hard money on advertising. Because they're still figuring out their product offering, their service offering. They're trying to build credibility. They're trying to create those signals that will increase their conversion rate once people get to their website or get just to read about them. Um, but they need to they need to get that stuff in place before they put money behind that traffic. And so, in that kind of scenario, you know, it's it's word of mouth. It's um, just really doing the hard work of okay, well, let's how do I reach people. Uh, what we call organically, which is basically without paying money. How do I, um, you know, build up an audience on on Facebook, on social, for example? And it's going to look different for every business. You know, if it's someone who is, let's say, they're doing business coaching. Well, that's that's one type of of target you want to go after. And hey, maybe you should be hitting people up on LinkedIn and reaching out and saying, hey, let me let me do this thing for you of value, and then let's have a conversation, see if I can help you with your business. Um, whereas if you're a you know if you're a plumber. Social media is probably not where you should be initially because people aren't really looking for lifestyle images of plumbers on Facebook to like and follow. What you need to be is you need to think through, okay, well, when someone has a plumbing need, you know, what's what's the first place they go and how do I get to that place so that I'm there when they have that need? Um, so it really just comes down to, to figuring out, you know, who your audience is, what you're selling and going from there. You got me really thinking here because going back to Facebook, Facebook makes it so easy to boost a post for $10, $15. In your opinion, would you ever tell somebody that was one of your clients or maybe one of your friends reaches out to you, say, hey, listen, should I pay $15 to boost this post? Is there any, I mean, because Facebook makes it so easy, but is it just, is that ever going to be worth anything? Because to your point, we're not researching, you know, the the ROI, what's our goals. We're just like, oh, I can click a boot button and and boost the post. Is that even should we even ever consider that? Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. 
I rarely recommend it. Um, there are there are times where it makes sense, but it's when you have a clearly defined goal. Mm-hmm. So a good example would be um, in my company Stub Group. Recently, we put out a post on Facebook uh, about a case study that we created recently about success we saw for one of our our clients that we run advertising for, and we said, "Hey, let's let's boost this post. Let's throw fifty dollars at it, and let's." target very specifically to people in, in these cities uh-huh. who are also interested in marketing uh, who, or who are you know business owners who are in business. And so we didn't just say Facebook, you know, decide where to spend the money. We gave some very specific detailed targeting criteria and said, this is the type of person we want to see this post. And then we would send it out and said, okay, let's, let's, let's monitor the results. Let's see, you know, what kind of engagement do we get? Do we have people commenting with the post, engaging with the post? Are they the types of people that we would actually want to be seeing this post because they have businesses that might need marketing? marketing of their own. Um, And then ultimately, do we see anybody coming from that post to our website and filling out a form or calling us? Um, So that's a scenario where, yeah, you know, it made sense to to test. But if it's more of, oh, I like this post, let's just click the blue button. Yeah, Facebook's going to take your money. You're probably not going to see much in return for that. (laughs) So let me ask you this question then. Let me give you some free advice for for myself. I'm going to be selfish here for a minute on my show. So I've got, I do this five-day Get Focused Challenge every month now, okay? And I I send it out. I, I have this digital monthly productivity uh, membership program and I run the challenge the week before. And then because one of the people who wins it, uh, who wins the challenge gets a, a month free of the membership program. Do you think that'll be something smart for me to run, to create a nice post on Facebook and boost something like that, which is a free challenge? I think quite potentially, as long as you have processes in place to A, capture information from people seeing that. So if you're collecting an email address, um, which which hopefully you know, I assume... Yeah, I would send them to uh, the sign-up page, so I would get their name and email address. Perfect. Yeah. So if you're actually capturing something of value, not just saying, oh, they saw my post, you know, great, then that gives you the option to then follow up on that. Obviously, in the future with your own email marketing, you've now established a connection with a person. You're not at the whims of Facebook and their algorithm and how often Facebook decides to generously show your posts to mm-hmm. followers or people. Um, so if you're actually, you know, kind of getting that 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 item of value with uh, following a call to action um, that you can then follow up upon, then then yeah, that that might be might be well worth doing. Again, I would also work on on the targeting of that post because when you boost a post, you have the option to leverage various detailed targeting that Facebook offers. And I would I would say dig into that, think through or even look at your own analytics. You know, what are the types of people that are are following your page? What are the types of people that are on your email list engaged? What are their behaviors, their demographics, their interests? And then try and um and focus on that in the targeting for your 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 boosting of that post, so that the people you're reaching with that money are far more likely to then give you the email address and be the right type of person than if you just rely on Facebook to figure it out for you. When you boost a post, do you have the option to use, I think it's called a lookalike audience. So in other words, if I wanted to boost a post and say anybody who follows, I don't know, Tony Robbins page or Grant Cardone's page, can you do that with boost a post or is that not an option for that? You can. Uh, logistically, it's a little bit... So typically, the way that we will, quote unquote, boost posts for clients is technically, we'll create an ad from an ad account, but we will use that post as the content for the ad. What that allows us to do is we can then access all the different targeting options that come in Ads Manager. So, so just pressing the blue po- boost post button, you're not able to say, I want this to go to Tony Robbins fans. 
yeah, you have you have more limitations ah, than if gotcha. you go through Ads Manager. Okay. All right, because I didn't know that this is this is new to me, and I gotta believe that people are listening to this episode and like, oh, I didn't know that either. Because that's the problem trying not to get Facebook. They they go, hey, for just fifteen dollars, and you're like, oh my gosh, they can become a multimillionaire by spending fifteen bucks, and it's really not true because I've done that in the post I. Did it before I tried it once. I think I threw 15 bucks at it because that's what Facebook recommended. I took all their defaults, by the way, which mm-hmm. from what you're saying is a no no. And I just boosted the post. It was, I think it was to my email list. It wasn't anything paid. It was just like, I don't know, remember exactly what the post was, but I, I got like two likes and nobody signed up. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have taken just the default. I mean, they make it so easy. Like, Hey, just spend 15 bucks, just spend 20 bucks. And it's so easy to hit that boost post button, give the money. And then away it goes. And you're thinking that, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get the uh, snake eyes. And when, when the break the house, but that's not how it happens. Yeah. Facebook is very good about removing friction between your wallet and their wallet. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I wish I could say I didn't know that, but I I've known that uh, firsthand. So if if let's say someone's going, okay, John, you got me convinced. I need to do Google Ads or I need to do Facebook Ads, but I can only do one. I can only do one because I'm new. I don't have a lot of money. Whatever the case may be, would you tell them to go first toward Google Ads or toward Facebook Ads, which also encompasses obviously Instagram and that stuff. Yeah. So it was going to say it depends again. You know me and I'll give you, I'll give you the example. <laughs> so if they are selling something that people are actively searching for right now, then Google is often the better place to be. What I mean by that is, you know, plumber as an example, someone's going to, they need a plumber right now. They're going to type that into Google. Boom. Or let's say you sell umbrellas and people are going to type into Google and need an umbrella. Boom. Um, you know, you probably want to be on Google because it's the search behavior and you're always going to have a better conversion rate from someone who is actively looking for what you sell right now. However, let's say you are a business that let's say you've, you've invented a new product and people don't know to search for this yet because it's new. Google's not a good place for you because you know, there's nobody looking for your product. You need to be creating brand awareness and information about your product and Facebook or, or YouTube or, you know, places where you're kind of doing that push marketing as opposed to the pull marketing of search engines. That's where you need to be to create that awareness. And then down the road, as you create that awareness, people start searching for that product or searching for you. Then it might make sense to also run Google to capture that traffic and make sure they come to you. That's interesting. As a productivity expert and coach, no one's sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, I need a productivity coach right now." It doesn't happen. It's not like right. your 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 plumbing's messed up or you know part of your house is falling down. I mean, nobody ever calls me on the phone screaming that they're being unproductive. Like it just, I mean, I'm just facing reality, John. That does never happen. In all the years I've been doing this, no one's ever called me so they have a, a productivity emergency. So I think I need to. Okay, let me let me ask you this question. I just interrupt myself. I do it all the time on my show. Facebook ads or Instagram ads? Which which should be like let's say for a lot of people who listen to my show are people like me. They're they they're online trainers, they're entrepreneurs, they do a lot of stuff from on Zoom calls and stuff like that. Should they focus on Facebook? You can only now I'm gonna tie you down here. Should they do Facebook or Instagram in you know October 2021? Yeah, so Facebook 
I often use the words Facebook and Instagram interchangeably because, like you said, Facebook owns both platforms, and the way you serve ads on both platforms is it, it, through the exact same interface, yes. exact same place. So most of the time, we will actually run campaigns that serve ads both to Facebook and Instagram at the same time, and we'll have different, you know, different like creative or size or whatever, and then we'll let the um, we'll let the we'll let the data determine which one is performing best, and then we focus more of the ad spend there. Um, I would say at the moment, Instagram story ads, we're seeing a lot of success there, um, especially for some of our clients who are in, say, the the fashion space, which you know makes sense. Um, but across the board, Instagram, Instagram story ads uh, seem to be doing pretty well right now. So if I had to if you nail me down to say, hey, only do one, I'd say go after Instagram, do some story ads, and then build your way up from there. Final question for you. Let's say somebody has little or no data. They may be new or maybe they've been floundering around not knowing what they were doing for months or years and they they finally decided now they're going to get serious, but they don't have data. So they don't know, I guess they could say, well, who's my ideal client? You know, they can, I guess they can do that. But what would you tell them? They go, if you said to them, hey, John, we want to invest in your company I don't have any data what I'm doing here. Uh, I'm completely underwater, you know, financially maybe, or I mean, they have enough money to pay you. Don't let's not, let's not really like make you feel too sad here, John, but let's say they're really lost. They're overwhelmed, but they have no data. How would you approach someone like that? Cause that is a reality for a lot of people who start businesses. Yeah. They think they're going to have the Learjet in a week and they don't have any money. Totally. I would try to learn as much as I can from the money that's been already spent by their competitors. So I'd say, okay, who is most similar to you? What businesses, what websites, what Facebook pages? Let's take a look. What are they doing? Where are they spending money? Is it Google? Is it Facebook? On Facebook, you can actually see what ads are being run currently by a Facebook page. It's part of the transparency Facebook came out with. Oh, is that what that is? Yes. So you can see, are they running Facebook ads? And if so, you know, what do they look like? Oh, I've seen that on my Facebook page. I did, uh, on my Facebook page, I did not know that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, it's slightly hidden. You have to know where to go. But but yeah, you can click through and, you know, within two or three clicks, you can see for any Facebook page out there, what ads they are actively running at the moment that you click through. I just learned something. I did not know. I thought that was for me. I didn't know other people see it. I thought that was for me to see my page, but you're saying I can go to like Tony Robbins page and see what ads being run to it. Absolutely. Wow. I did not know that. Well, I learned something. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And that's Facebook. That's, that's them kind of saving face and trying to say, Hey, we're transparent. Uh, (laughs) No, now it it all comes together. Okay. Very interesting. Well, before we wrap up today, John, anything else that you think you want to share with the listener that would give us some value? Because I really want to make sure that you, if you have something on your heart, you have an opportunity to share with us. I'd say if you're an entrepreneur or if you're running a business you know, right, right now trying to, trying to, to get into that space, um, I'm always happy to chat with other entrepreneurs, businesses. You know, I don't, I don't charge consulting hours. We do what we call free evaluations of stub group. So you can reach out and we'll chat through your needs, your market, see if it makes sense to be in the paid space right now or not. So feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn or, you know, our website, stubgroup.com. Love to have a conversation and, and, and talk about your unique situation because every situation is nuanced. You gotta, you gotta figure out those nuances and how they impact your market and your business. I appreciate that. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, for sharing your insights, because this Google, Facebook, Instagram, all these ads, it just, to me, it's overwhelming. And I'm glad there's people like you in the world that uh, have understood it a lot better than we have. And so there is hope. So thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thank you, Mark. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.